I mean, the big picture is you want to generate trust of your business partners so that they're coming to you. And getting to that point requires a whole set of soft skills and substantive knowledge. When you put those together in a package, it can be very successful. The world isn't simple anymore. And on the Walden Pond podcast, your host, anti-fraud expert Vince Walden, is talking to experts about the technology and compliance trends you need to know about to keep your compliance and fraud detection programs relevant. If you're looking for insights that are practical, timely, and innovative, welcome to The Pond. Well, welcome to The Pond. I'm your host, Vincent Walden, coming to you on the Compliance Podcast Network. With me today is Professor Bob Mascola, who's a senior director and runs a program on corporate ethics and compliance at Fordham Law School. So welcome, Bob. Glad to have you on the show. Glad to be here, Vince, and looking forward to speaking with you. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to chat with us here on The Pond today. Now, this week, we're looking at compliance from an academic perspective. But of course, before we dive in, let's kind of reflect on Thoreau's point of view on academia. And it's funny, in doing a little bit of research in December back in 1837, Thoreau, who writes to his friend, his name was Orstis Brownson, who was also a New England intellectual activist, preacher, labor organizer, and a fellow New England transcendentalist. He wrote to him saying, I would make education a pleasant thing both to the teacher and the scholar. This discipline, which we allow to be the end of life, should not be one thing in the schoolroom and another thing in the street. We should seek to be fellow students and the pupil and should learn of as well as with him if we should be most helpful to him. So he kind of brings it down to the student and the teacher working together. (laughs) What do you think about that and how you run your law school program? I love it. And I think where the other thing I'm getting out of it is that the education should be practical. Ah. And that very much aligns with the way we approach our program here. Yeah, well, very cool. Yeah, we'll talk about that. That's, that's what we're here to talk about. So let's get started. You know, first, I'd like to let the listeners know kind of a little bit about your background. Tell us about your role at Fordham and how your career path led you to this position. Sure. So at Fordham, as you mentioned, I'm the senior director of the program on corporate ethics compliance. And at Fordham has had for the past six or so years degree programs in compliance. These are master's level programs. And it started with an LM, which is a recognized degree for students that already have a first degree in law. And so there's an LM in corporate compliance. And then it was followed pretty quickly by a track that was available for students who didn't have a law degree, and that's a Master of Studies in Law. It was pretty popular, but the students were saying, interested students were saying that they would really like to be able to have more flexibility in the program because a lot of the students interested in the program are working professionals. And for them, an online track of the program is much more accessible. So I was brought in at the time that they were going to be launching this online program uh, track of, of the Masters in Compliance. And that was in 2019. So we launched, we now have closer to 
150 to 200 students, depending on the time frame, and it's been absolutely great. So in addition to running that program, the, both the on-campus and the online tracks of the Master's in Compliance program, I do some teaching, but I also am in charge of recruiting all the faculty, making sure that there is the right mix and array of courses to meet all the student demands for their various backgrounds. It's been a great challenge. It's been really interesting. Now, how did I get there? Which is the other part of your question. Mm -hmm. So I have a career as an attorney for many years, both outside counsel, then going in-house. And then as it happens with many attorneys, my specialty migrated, not by design, but migrated into ethics and compliance. And at one point in my career, when I was in-house in Switzerland, uh, I was asked if I would take over the compliance function, which brought me to New York. I did that for many years, running a compliance function for a, an international company that was focused on North and South America. I fell in love with the field, became very active in, you know, in it professionally, affiliated with the Ethics and Compliance Initiative, became a board member there. At one point, I shifted over to the mining sector, so it was with Barrick Gold as the Deputy Chief Compliance Officer there. The mining industry, of course, is one where the compliance challenges are, are vast. It brought me into contact with a lot of anti-corruption matters, but also human rights matters, and that was a, a great challenge. Wow. So I really enjoyed the ethics compliance field. I always thought about teaching, and then... You know, this opportunity came up when I was with Barrick. As it happens, sometimes there are mergers where the compliance function was effectively disbanded. And as I was looking, this opportunity came up to lead this program at Fordham. And I had always thought about doing teaching in academia. And so it was the right opportunity at the right time. And so I decided to make that significant shift from being in-house compliance to a more academic role. And it's been a lot of fun. That's awesome. No doubt you're a practitioner <laughs> as well, and it's led you to this role in academia. It's really neat. And, you know, from that academic perspective, I'd like to kind of know a little bit about the demand that you're seeing for compliance-specific education. So describe your program and what kind of students are coming into your program. Are they fresh out of school or out of a master's or an undergrad? Are they practitioners in the field wanting to sharpen their skills? Describe the students and how are they equipped after they come through your master's program? Sure. So first, a little bit about the program. It's a master's program. It is a 30-credit program. So a mm -hmm. 30-credit program, if you were to study full-time, it would be one full year of study. Most of our students are part-time students. They are working professionals for the most part. And if you ask me to describe the students as a population, they're incredibly diverse in all ways imaginable. So they come from different sectors. Being in New York, we have a lot of students in financial services, but that's not even the majority, but it's a plurality. We have students in tech. We have students in government contracting and academia and healthcare, of course. So we have students coming in from different sectors. We have students who are 
squarely in compliance. Other students are in, let's say, adjacent fields, maybe a paralegal position that does some work with compliance or in-house at a law department within a corporation that's doing some work in compliance. And then we have some people who are looking to pivot into compliance from different careers, some in the medical or healthcare field, some in, you know, it can be in, in something in banking, but not related to compliance, or it could be in, even in social services, we have people who come in and, and looking. So, I mean, very diverse in that respect, also diverse in how many years of experience they're coming in with. So yeah. from coming in with two to three years of experience, and then it goes all the way up to people who are really post-career and are just interested in being lifelong learners. So it's really diverse. That diversity enriches the classroom. But generally speaking, the students are coming in with life and professional experiences that enrich the classroom discussion. It does make it a challenge for me to develop the curriculum because there are students who want one set of courses because they're interested in financial services. Others are more interested in the HR side of compliance. And so one of the things that I'm very proud of is building up a curriculum that meets a very diverse set of students. So whatever area of compliance you're interested in, there is a path for the students. And we're always looking to evolve the program to make sure that we're offering the array of courses that are relevant up to date and are making sure that the students leave the program equipped to really add value to the organizations from from a compliance skills perspective. Yeah, very cool. And are you seeing demand pretty good? I mean, you mentioned 150, 200 students in the program now. Is there a pretty strong demand? Yeah, there is a pretty strong demand. And, you know, I would say like it's, it is skyrocketing. It is a very strong, steady demand of students. Just keep in mind that we're only two years old and we started right. with no students in the online program and a small number of students on campus. So we grew pretty quickly and we see continued growth. We think that growth is going to be supported by the success that our students get after they leave the program. And while the program is still relatively new and it's hard to have a, a longitudinal data set to uh, quote, you know, anecdotally, I can talk about the students and how this program has helped them in their careers. What the students are looking for is to get the edge. They are at a point in their careers where they want to, or they see a path for themselves to get ahead to a place where they want to be. And having a better grounding of the legal and regulatory aspects that are relevant to the corporations and acquiring a set of skills can help them advance in their careers and or help them get a new position that they where they have some background in, but they need that extra background to show that they can add value to a company that they want to get into. So our program is really helpful in, in equipping students to add value to the organizations that they're with, because in addition to acquiring knowledge about different regulatory frameworks, you know, whether it's in the corruption space or the AML space or the sanction space, privacy space, 
you know, these are all fields that are, let's say, really important for compliance professionals and some more than others, depending on the sector. But we also teach skills. So skills like legal research, we teach skills on risk assessment. We make them sure that they're familiar with technology, training and communications, memo writing, how to conduct investigations. So what they leave with is a combination of skills and knowledge of important regulatory frameworks so they can go in and add value to their organizations. They're aware of what questions to ask. They're aware of how to do risk assessments and they are aware of how to put together a whole compliance program. So um, in that respect, we are doing something here that takes our incoming students and gets them ready to go out and be compliance professionals in a very or well-rounded sense. Yeah. Well, and again, one thing I'm excited about, and you're hearing it first on my podcast show here, that I'm excited to be following in my friend, Matt Galvin, who you know is with AB InBev, and following in his footsteps and teaching a course with you or for you in this spring on compliance technology. Super excited. And thank you for that opportunity. So it's quite an honor to become an adjunct professor at Fordham. So I look forward to doing that. And again, like what I'll be talking about is my one course section is going to be on compliance technology and innovation. So I'm remiss not to ask, you know, how important do you see data analytics and technology playing a role in an effective compliance program? I don't think I have to convince anybody that's listening to this podcast how central data analytics is for compliance professionals. And we tell our students that being able to work well with data even if they are not the data scientists, but being familiar enough to work with data is absolutely essential for future success in compliance. And we all know that the DOJ and other enforcement authorities are raising their expectations from companies in terms of the use of data analytics. We see more and more companies doing exactly that, and you mentioned Matt Galvin and what InBev is doing. And you know, many, many companies are on the forefront of doing that. So if you want to show that you are you know, meeting industry expectations, you can't stand still. You've got to invest in data analytics. And as you know, and as you'll be teaching the students, there are applications of that in all aspects of a compliance program, from sure. investigations to training and communications to risk assessment. So there are opportunities to integrate data analytics into compliance to operate more effectively. Compliance is an area that has limited resources, and we've got to make sure we're using those resources effectively. Data analytics is a way to make sure we're leveraging our resources in the most efficient way to help manage risk. So it's absolutely essential, and we want to make sure that our students are equipped with an understanding of the various technologies out there that are important, increasingly important parts of compliance programs and get them familiar with data analytics, even if they are not the going to be the data scientists. No, that's it. And there's so much to talk about. I'm working on the syllabus now and I'm excited because there's so much to cover. 
So yeah, stay tuned there. Um, all right. Well, we have time for one last question. And I always like to do this for the audience uh, with my speakers in terms of what advice would you give legal and compliance professionals kind of wanting to make an impact in their organization and their career, quite frankly, in terms of where they should be focusing? Is a master's degree in compliance right for them? So, you know, a master's degree in compliance is a very significant investment, both financially and in time. So, you know, this is not an easy program. Students are not just spending two hours a week if they're enrolling one course or four hours or whatever it is, attending classes because there's reading, there are projects. So the amount of time commitment alone is a very significant investment. So students have to make a decision whether or not it's right for them. And what I can say is if you think that you're in a position where a broader understanding of the legal and regulatory framework, a more in-depth set of skills can help you advance in your career, then this is a great opportunity for you. Our program, I think, is the leading program uh, in the ethics compliance space. We have a great, great opportunities to do some very practical exercises, great opportunities for networking, and that translates into future opportunities. So I think it's, in terms of advice, though, what I would say is whatever you can do in your role to make you a trusted advisor in the organization. So you need to build trust so that people are willing to come and seek out your advice. And getting that trust is a combination of things. One of them is being absolutely competent, knowing your business and understanding the risks, but being able to provide strategic partnership on how to deal with those risks in a way that is business friendly is is super important. And also making sure that you're thinking long-term and seeing risks that maybe others don't see and coming up with creative solutions. I mean, the big picture is you want to generate trust of your business partners so that they're coming to you. And getting to that point requires a whole set of soft skills and substantive knowledge. When you put those together in a package, it can be very successful. I love it. Well, thank you very much, Bob, for being on the show. And real quick, where can listeners learn more about Fordham's compliance curriculum and program? Is there a website you can kind of throw out or how can they Google search it? Yeah, if you just do Fordham law msl compliance you will get to the site for both the on-campus track and i would encourage anybody in new york please take advantage of our on-campus track it's great but for those of you who can't you'll see right you'll come up to the online track of the program as well so it's a very quick google search will get you to exactly what you need. excellent bob thank you so much and Look forward to our continuing dialogue, and I'm excited for the spring to uh, teach this class. Well, thank you for the opportunity to speak with you and your listeners, and I, too, am excited to have you as part of our program. going to be a great year. All right. Well, have a great day. Thanks, and take care. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Walden Pond Podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and help spread the word by leaving a review. 